Hi, everyone. This is That's Not Mindful. Meditations for people who hate meditating. I'm Jessica. And I'm Diana. And today we're talking about... We're talking about wine. Not whining. Like not the kind <laughs> that your kids do, the kind that you drink or what I like to call mommy juice. But, but so, you, you probably need both, like one for the other, right? Like when they're whining, you need wine. Well, yeah, that's why I call it mommy juice. <laughs> Um, so we have a really special guest today. Her name is Kathleen Bershad. She is the wine concierge and she also wrote uh, the wine lover's guide to, did I get that right? No, nope, it's quite. the wine lover's apprentice words yes. of wisdom for would-be oneophiles. I never know how, to, yeah, how would we pronounce that. It's a potato potato kind of thing, right? And so thanks for have, coming today. What, um, so tell us a little bit about you and tell us a little bit about how you feel um, wine and mindfulness connect. Okay. Well, I'll just start with a little bit about, um, you know, myself. I've been in the wine business for, oh my gosh, coming up on 20 years. And, and it's been just a really great journey and a really great ride. And you know, something that people always say to me is I could never do what you do. I could never pick out flavors in wine. I, I couldn't, you know, tell you what it smelled like unless it smelled like, you know, my teenage son's hockey socks. Um, well, that's a really good description, actually, of what a wine might taste like, not you one that you <laughs> want to drink. That's um, really descriptive. But what most of us do is when we sit down with a glass of wine, we just we drink it. And maybe we say, oh, you know, we, we like it or we don't like it or, you know, mm, there's some good flavor in here. We don't really think about it. And, you know, when we were texting back and forth about doing the podcast, uh, Diana said, you just have to be mindful about it. And I'm like, yes. And I've always given this elaborate description, you know, just take a moment when you're sitting with your glass, um, you know, just smell it and see what it smells like. Uh, taste it and see if you can tease out any flavors. And and that's a long way of, of, of kind of saying what Diana hit on just so perfectly. Just be mindful about it. Take a moment and appreciate this lovely juice that's in your glass from, from the grapes that were grown and, you know, crafted by the winemaker and put into the bottle to sort of age and come together until you pop open the cork and you get to drink. And if you've ever visited like Napa Valley or a winery, you do have a little bit of appreciation for the process for sure. Yes. Um, so I, I think that that is also helpful. And mm -hmm. one of the things I love about wine also is that, you know, as you drink it, like your wine can actually, your wine changes the longer it's open, right? That's why some wines yes. really can't, like some wines are okay to drink right away. But like, particularly with a red wine, you drink it, you know, you have your first sip and then you sit, you know, you talk and then you come back to it, you know, maybe a little while later and it can taste different because it's opened up a little bit more. I never it's thought about that. It does. Like it's, it loses, it, you know, cause the more it sits out in the open, like it loses that. I, I don't know the right word for it but like I I said there's like a tightness to it and that's what and it just kind of like opens up and then you can really kind of like feel the like you can just experience the flavor better um as opposed right. to like it tastes you don't taste the alcohol as much as you taste the flavor of the wine so it's funny and I kept thinking of this um this morning my husband always says that if alcohol tasted like coke like soda Coke, not Coke Coke. <laughs> <laughs> um, he would, he would, you know, drink it all the time. Like he's not a big alcohol person. Um, and so, you know, I guess there's something to that, but I told him like, I think wine is more about the experience. 
right? So, so Kathleen, could you take us through the steps of a wine tasting? Because I've always found like a real a proper wine tasting, I think, is an incredibly mindful experience. Um, not like, you know, so during the pandemic is when I started calling it mommy juice because, you know, I had a, my daughter was in third grade when we locked down and we had a Zoom school, a third grader. And by the end of the day, I would just look at my husband. I was like, give me the mommy juice now. I need the mommy <laughs> juice now. So not when we're guzzling it like it's mommy juice but when you're really like you know experiencing a wine tasting can you take us through those steps absolutely um so the first thing that a lot of people do is they swirl a glass and actually if you really want to get wine geeky about it don't swirl just immediately pick up the glass and stick your nose in it and take a sip and you're going to to you know, try to identify whatever aromas you can come up with. And I tell people to kind of start small, you know, are you getting a fruit? Uh, are you getting something, you know, that's maybe a little bit more earthy? Um, or are you getting, you know, something spicy? And then if you identify, well, it's a fruit, what kind of fruit do you maybe think it is? Is it, is it kind of a, um, uh, like, like a, a crisp fruit, like maybe an apple or a pear, or is it more berry-ish, you know, like, like a, in, like a strawberry or a raspberry and, and sort of drill down in, you know, these little tiny baby steps uh, as you're, as you're doing uh, the scent. So, so stick your nose in, do your little, um, you know, process in your head of what you think it smells like, and then swirl it a second time, which kind of hits on what you said before about how a wine changes. And that's the interaction with the wine and oxygen. And you see this, you know, with food, like when you cook a chili or a stew, sometimes the next day the flavors come together better. And one kind of works the same way. So then give it that little swirl and, and smell again and see if um, you can identify the same flavors or if something new kind of emerges and comes out. And then once you're ready to taste, um, and I'm not going to go into the whole wine geeky thing where you like slurp air into your mouth and stuff, because that just gets a little crazy. <laughs> um, we don't like need to go there today. <laughs> but, but just take a little sip uh, of, of the wine, put it in your mouth and just kind of let it sit there for, for a moment. And again, feel how it feels. Um, I'm coming to your mindfulness because I've been listening to your podcast. You know, kind of feel how Yay! it feels on your tongue. Is it weighty? Is it, um, is it sort of light? Does it feel fruity? Do, do you, does it feel earthy? You know, again, just sort of go through those components. Oh, I tasted strawberries before, but now the fruits feel, you know, a little darker. Maybe I'm getting some blackberry or boysenberry in here. Um, and then, you know, swallow. And again, take that moment to see, do you still kind of feel the flavors in the back of your throat? Do you feel anything fuzzy on your teeth? And and just just take a moment uh, to, to, again, appreciate the flavors and textures that you're feeling I, with the I think you yeah. just made Diana's whole day with that. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, whole day. So, well, so first of all, like every time you say strawberries, I just keep thinking of that scene in that movie Sideways where he's like, smell, you smell the strawberries? And the guy has no idea what he smells. He's like, yeah, strawberries. That's me. So my husband way. and I make that joke all the time. But I love how when you're talking about like when you're letting the wine sit in your mouth and just like trying to see what you're experiencing, what you're picking up, because that's really, um, it's really an exercise in not being judgmental, right? Like yes. you're not saying I taste good things, I taste bad things. You're saying I taste strawberry, I taste blackberry, I taste, you know, um, I taste heaviness, I taste lightness, I taste crispness. You're just really focused on the sensations and you're not judging them at all. Yes. <laughs> and the other thing I wanted to add was, um, well, is it judging so, if you're saying it's strawberry? It's well, whatever. It's not a judgment. No, you're, fact. you're fact, saying yeah. I'm, I'm tasting or I'm smelling strawberry. I'm not saying I love strawberry. 
strawberry. I hate strawberry. Why is this? Why is it strawberry wine? I don't want strawberry wine, right? Because that's making me upset. No, I'm just experiencing what I'm smelling in the glass. But I also love when you talk about swirling the wine in the glass. I love to do that. I love swirling the wine. I love watching it slosh up the sides and kind of like get a little swirl in the, like a the little whirlpool in the middle and then it settles. I don't know. I love to watch that. That, um, that, that does sound cool, actually. So, yeah. so okay, then there's me, right? <laughs> and so Diana was like, I'm looking at these questions. She's like, how could you possibly be intimidated by wine? And by wine tasting. By wine tasting. <laughs> um, I'll tell you. So, and this is, I think, a common thing in the holidays, especially. People gift wine a lot during the holidays. People go to people's homes a lot who they kind of think that they're wine experts, right? Um, and people just do, you know, they pair with the with the meals and all this stuff. All of this is very, very intimidating to me, especially when I know that this person is like that, like trying not to judge, you know, like, what do I, usually I'll just bring flowers to that person, you know, because I wouldn't even like, like for you, Kathleen, I would never bring wine because that would be scary. Oh, not that I'm you're super, scary, but. You can always bring wine. I love wine. Wine is happy. That's my point. But like, it's very intimidating to me yes. to go to somebody's house who I know is very, um, I want to use the right word, who who's very into Particular. wine. In particular about wine um and you know they'll be like doesn't it taste good with the i don't know the the pears or whatever and i'll be like oh sure i don't know yeah it's strawberry <laughs> you, you know what i mean like how do you i won't say fake it but how do you not be intimidated by that kind of thing oh wow that's a great question mm -hmm. just trust in your own judgment because wine is really an individual thing for people um, you know, where Diana might get strawberries, you might pick out um, cloves or cinnamon. And I might say, well, there's a little bit of bacon in this wine. And and we each have different reactions to it and, and different things. And so I, could favorite... say that. I could be like, I have a different reaction to you. It's like mindfulness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, so I used to have a group that I tasted with and one woman just had the most amazing descriptions. And one of my favorite ones was this smells like my grandmother's makeup. And that was just such a visceral That's memory cool. for her and, and from, from growing up and, and that sort of powdery talky kind of smell that I think we all know, but it just, it you know, was brought out into the wine. So I think you just, you don't be intimidated by, because you're focused on what you like, you know, it's not about what somebody else likes. And, and I could, you know, bring you uh, a glass. Like I say, this is from a bottle that cost a thousand dollars and it's amazing. And it's sprinkled with, you know, juice from unicorns and fairy dust and everything else. <laughs> Could I have that? Oh, I like that. <laughs> and, and if you don't like it, it's not worth anything. You know, it, you shouldn't have to like it just because it's expensive and, you know, has a little unicorn dust in it. Um, but if you, there's a $10 bottle that you like, um, you know, em embrace it. If you find that wine, could you let me know? Absolutely. <laughs> So um, I have a question. I think Kathleen. that's great. Um, and this is, and then oh, this is going back to like the process of tasting. So my husband, um, when he's drinking a new wine, he always likes to tilt the glass and like let the wine run up the side a little bit and then mm -hmm. write it and watch it run down. So, um, and he, um, he calls those the legs, right? So he likes to see if the wine has legs. Um, and I find that mindful in the sense that like watching a lava lamp is mindful, right? Because mm -hmm. you're like, up you're watching you go down but is that like a thing or is that just something that we like to do um it's, it's actually a thing it can tell you something about the wine 
Um, and it's usually one of two things, either that there's um, a lot of sugar in the wine or that it's from a hotter vintage because you're getting, um, it's what, it makes the wine more viscous. And it usually happens- Meaning that the hotter vintage means that the grapes were grown in a warmer climate? Yes, in a warmer okay. climate or a warmer vintage, which means they have more sugar in them. And everybody freaks out about wine and sugar. There's actually not as much sugar in most wine as you think, but there's some left after the fermentation process. It's just natural is what happens. Um, but as a result of the heat, you get that additional color and viscosity in the wine, just because it it uh, it just it's a chemical reaction basically that that comes. And you know you'd probably notice in white wines you don't usually see the legs. You really right. only see them in red wines, and that's because of of what's going on in the skin and the warmer climate. But you will see the legs in like a rich white dessert wine, and that's because of the sugar levels. Uh -huh. So does it tell you, uh, does it mean anything? So do you want a wine with good legs or is that just a preference of, do you like sweeter wines or wines that it's are just, prepared it's for just a, It's just the wine. It's no indication of quality at all. It's just something that the wine has or it doesn't have. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, but I always like, so I like, so that's what, that's kind of our process. Like we pour the glass, we swirl the glass. I like to watch the swirl and then we check the legs <laughs> and I just like watching the leg. And I just like, I think it's- I love it. Process to me, you know, my process is really like, okay, mommy really needs a break. So you guys leave me alone. <laughs> and I pour it in and I, and I drink it. Although the funny thing is like, you know, we start out very mindfully with the wine and then we do all those things. But then after that, like, we're not mindful with it, right? There right. Was, like, <laughs> I was yeah. late, but you know. <laughs> so Kathleen and I actually did an event. Um, a friend of ours, mutual friend of ours had a 50th birthday party. And first we did a whole yoga thing and then we did a wine tasting, which was awesome. But if I really had thought about it ahead of time, um, I would have, you know, talked more about how wine fits into yoga. I know that a lot of, they do vinyasa and vino classes, but I'm not sure that they tap into really the connection that I see, which is the earth, you know, the fire and all these other elements of yoga that um, I won't bore everybody with, but, <laughs> but um, you know, it, it, it might, might not have even been the time or the place, but I feel like from what you're saying, like that's a good connection because those are really the things that you're looking for in, in wine tasting, the taste, the, the earthiness, the fire, I guess that what you feel from it um, and the water, I guess is how it feels like in your mouth, right? That would be the connection? I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> totally lost me. I'm, I'm sure. to like the elements, the elements. <laughs> well, the, the grapes grow in the earth. Yoga grounds you yeah. in the earth. You're focused on your breathing. Much better, breath. much better. <laughs> and, and, you know, grapes like a little breeze to, you know, cool them off and keep them dry. And uh, yeah, lots of connections. I love how everything like connects together. Yeah. Mine was not as good as yours, but. <laughs> uh, so Kathleen, is there, um, are there myths about wine that just drive you crazy that, yes. you know, when you hear them, you want to just like shake people like, no, that is not what we say. Because well, we totally do that in our yoga classes, yeah. right? No, we never shake people in our yoga classes. <laughs> you gently yes, guide them. You, you gently guide. I know how it works. Um, so, so one of the myths actually Jessica kind of, of touched on is really just not wine shouldn't be snobby. It shouldn't be about how expensive it is right. or where the grapes are from. It's about what you like and what you enjoy. And you should just 
you know, when you bring it to the party, you're sharing pleasure. You know, you're, you're trying to make a connection with somebody. I like this wine. I want you to try it. And, and that's really what you're doing with it. And, and I hate this idea that wine has to be expensive or, oh, I'm embarrassed because there's an animal on the label. Uh, or... <laughs> there's some good labels out there. <laughs> yeah, and I've had a lot of people actually tell me that's how they pick wine because they don't really that's know That's how I want. pick wine, totally. Yes. Like, I have one store that like they have the best label, so I always go there. Right. Like there was a Clark Gable wine, so I got that for my sister-in-law because I know she listens. And um, she loves Gone with the Wind. Aww. So I have no idea how much it, how well it tastes, but we will be sharing that over the holidays. But see, again, you're making a connection. You're saying, I know this about you. Here's a gift that, that is thoughtful and mindful and, and that we can share. And that's so exactly. lovely. So there is a wine. So I've never actually mm -hmm. tried it because I guess because I'm a little snobby about it. So there's it. Stop and Shop sells a wine called Diana. I'm like, oh, Diana. I was like, eh, it's a grocery store wine. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> I, I mean, I, I've never tried it. <laughs> that's what we would call a cooking wine. Yeah, right. <laughs> not really meant to imbibe. It's meant to, you know, enhance your sauces and your dishes and everything else. For well, sure. so for, for all our Jewish friends, I was at the store the other day and I guess the Israeli wines have been like selling like hotcakes, um, which is great. Good to hear. Um, except for the Manischewitz. <laughs> like, I can't seem to get rid of that one. And I'm like, because a bottle lasts you forever. <laughs> you know? So one year I had to make her set and I needed Manischewitz wine. And my husband goes into the wine store all the time and they know him and he has an account there. And like, I went in and I was embarrassed to give his name because he's like, <laughs> he, like he, he know, they know he would never buy Manischewitz. Like I, as his wife, I could not admit to buying Manischewitz, you know? So <laughs> I had to go in and I was just like, I, I went to pay for the bottle. I'm like, it's for cooking. <laughs> I use it to make meatballs. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. But I actually haven't had any lately, so I've been using maple syrup instead, and my kids seem mm -hmm. to like that better. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I well, can't it's imagine sweet. why. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful sugary syrup. We always buy my father-in-law a bottle of money, Manischewitz for Passover. Well, that's nice. It's, it's the only wine he wants to drink. It makes him happy. It so, makes like, him happy. Like Kathleen said. Well, it's Kathleen. It's tradition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally tradition. You know, but also Israeli wine has become so much better in it recent has. years. Yeah. Like, he used to only have, like, kind of a couple selections. Um, and, and it wasn't really great. And, and wine from Israel has become so much better. And I think a lot of places outside of Israel are producing kosher wines as well. Mm -hmm. So I think it's more okay. selection and you don't necessarily need the Manischewitz, um, even though it is tradition. Well, well, people, you know, a lot of people don't know this about them. They're, they're incredibly industrious people and they, they know, um, you know, they like to tap into all kinds of industries and wine has been a recent one. And I yeah. think they've been doing a great job with it. Yeah. You know, South Africa, Australia. Yep. Um, yeah. I think even, even France is making kosher wine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And it appeals to travelers, which is, mm -hmm. you know, important. So. Yes. <laughs> So I yeah. think this is such a fun topic. I could talk about it forever. <laughs> so Kathleen, so once we're done with like, so let's say we're having a meal with wine and, you know, we've poured our glasses and we've smelled it and we've done the initial tasting. Um, how can we stay mindful during the meal as we drink our wine? Um, you mentioned earlier, uh, you know, how a, a good wine will change over time. So just bring yourself back to that, maybe at this change of each course, or, you know, when you get a new glass, uh, just take that moment, it doesn't have to take you a long time, you don't need to spend, you know, two minutes on this, 
but take 15 seconds to just sort of repeat the process very quickly. You know, just take a little sniff, take a little sip and, you know, breathe in and feel, feel the aromas, feel the weight, feel the texture. And I think, yeah, I'm sorry, I cut you off. I know. And and just, you know, is it the same? Has it changed? And kind of take it from there. And I think we should also uh, be mindful of how the wine is making us feel, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's, I mean, I, I I do this. It's funny because I do this more so with coffee than with wine. Because uh, Jessica knows, and I don't know if you how far back you've listened to our podcast, but so I love coffee. It does not love me back. So when I drink coffee, it's like very mindful for me, and I'm mindful every step of how it makes me feel, how it makes me tingle, how it, it feels going down. Um, and I think that you know we should. I think it would actually be better to bring all of that mindfulness to drinking wine because you should be aware of of how the wine is affecting you and yes. how it's gone to your Can head. Can you do like a wine meditation class? Oh, I would love that. <laughs> I think we're gonna conscript Kathleen for that. One. <laughs> I mean, really, because I know they do the wine yoga, but like I'm not sure I want to do yoga. Yeah, well, so that's what I'm saying. Like, wine can be I'd rather very, like wine and cheese and food. Yeah, wine can be a very meditative experience. And I think you can also, like, depending on what you're pairing with the wine. Um, I love wine pairings as well. Like, I love having, like, um, red wine and chocolate mm. go together beautifully. Mm-hmm. I love that. Like, sometimes I'm drinking wine. Like, my husband and I are just having a glass of wine. It's like, you know what would go really great with this? Like, chocolate. And then I go and... <laughs> And now I've like had the healthiest dinner. I'm just having a glass of wine, and now I've got the chocolate in there. Sounds, but, like, like, sounds like dinner to me. Yeah, right. Yeah. Dinner of <laughs> so champions. Kathleen, before before we go, we do not want to forget about talking about the Wine Lovers Apprentice, which will be, of course, uh, tagged and linked on the bio. Um, a wonderful holiday gift um, to go with your wine when you for gifts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about um, the book, and you know what brought you to, to coming up with that idea? So the, the sort of the heart of what I do and what I love most are the classes um, and helping to teach people and, and open their mind uh, much much as you do with your yoga, uh, you know, to the wine and and to, to everything that this world has to offer. And, I, and I'm not a big wine snob and I'm not about the in- intimidation of wine. And the book is really designed for people who want to learn more about wine but don't know where to start. You know, they're they're embarrassed to ask questions, or or they just you know don't even understand you know that Pinot Noir is is a red grape and Chardonnay is a white grape, or that they're both from Burgundy. Um, and and I don't mean that in a bad way. You just you know if you don't know, you don't know. And so the book is just really designed to break it all down into really simple bits to to understand. Um, What's important when it comes to storing wine? How do you pick a wine when you go into the wine store and you don't have your husband with the account or the great labels? You know, how, how, <laughs> how do you know what you're picking uh, when you're planning for a meal, whether it's whether it's for the holidays or uh, you're just having some friends over for a barbecue? What's a good wine that goes with it? And so it's just really designed in these little easy bites that you can dip into and out of uh, to understand not just how to pick wines and pair wines and store wines, but then it goes into... Uh, all the different regions. And, and what is a Chianti? You know, most people don't know that that's a region and not a grape. Well, I shouldn't say most people, but some people don't know. Uh, and so it really takes you into those regions. Oh, I've heard of Bordeaux. What is a Bordeaux? Uh, and then you can just go to that page and, oh, this is what it is. And you can understand the grapes that are in it and the climates and where to find a value Bordeaux and where to buy a pricey Bordeaux. 
So it's just it's just meant to to open that world a little bit and make it comfortable for people. Yeah, because wine is supposed to bring us all together. For sure. I know when we went to Napa Valley many, many, many years ago, my husband who doesn't like alcohol at all, we had a very good time. <laughs> <laughs> But the good time mostly came from at the end at the wineries when you go and you hang out, you know, in the little area. Mm -hmm. um, and we just like met people from all over the place um, and we're talking to people and, you know, then you went on to the next place and you were talking to people there. Um, so I think that that was the most fun. And it was funny because in Napa, the dinner is also part of the experience. But by the time we got to dinner, we were so tired that <laughs> we were just like, we were just like eat and go home because, um, you know, we just had the whole day of right. talking to people. It was exhausting, but it does bring people together. And I think that's what I like about it the most. Um, I like to drink it the most. <laughs> and, to, and to drink it, I guess. But, you know, I have this weird thing where like, I can't drink alcohol until like everybody's home everybody's settled because like I'm gonna get that call that oh, like right. I gotta go pick somebody up right. type of thing um so it usually is while I'm cooking but the reason why that's not mindful is because I'm focusing on the, the cooking I'm focusing on other things um so I'm trying to do it now once I've gotten all the cooking done to sit down and enjoy um, you do it with your meal the wine I even like to do it before the meal I don't know why. I just, I, it's just my time. It's just my five to 10 minutes before Friday night dinner. A aperitif. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. My, you know, it's not a pricey, right? It's afterwards. Um, yeah. Oh my God, a pricey is like the best. <laughs> I can't drink without food. It goes straight to my head. See, look how my fly up. <laughs> so that, that's my time when I like to enjoy the wine. <laughs> when do you like to enjoy, enjoy your wine? Yeah, I'm a wine and food girl. And, um, and I mean, I like it when I'm cooking too. It's like that pre, it is that pre, um, but I love it with a meal, the way that the wine interacts with the food. And that's another great way to be mindful with the wine, not just what's going on with what's in the glass, but how is what's on the glass going with what's on the plate. Right. And, and to me, that's just such a, an important part of, of enjoying wine. And it's funny, it takes and they're right. so long to cook, and then my family eats for like 10 minutes, and they're done. Or it takes so long to cook, and then your family says, I don't like this, and then they eat cereal or whatever. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, but what I love, um, I love going to restaurants and ordering like a wine pairing, like, you know, a three-course meal mm -hmm. with wine pairings, because it's just, it really is like the proper pairing, really, it, the food will enhance the wine, and the wine will enhance the food, and Kathleen's right, it's a very good way to be mindful um, and to keep your mindfulness like through your meal because you take your bite and then you sip your wine and you say, wow, it really changes things. But... Yes. So Kathleen, do you want to add anything right about before... wine or mindfulness before we give our homework assignment? Um, you know, I'm just envisioning this wine and yoga class and like going into like a downward dog and taking a sip, <laughs> like, a little straw in the wine glass, you take a sip and then <laughs> You know, well, you, do a, like... you do a warrior pose with your glass and bend the elbow so you can take a little drink. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of why I said mindfulness, because then you could do the food pairing part of it and you don't need uh, to do the yoga pose. So if anybody is <laughs> interested in an in-person wine meditation, drop a comment, let us know. We'll, We're here we'll, for it. We'll hook that up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So your homework for today is, um, and I want to be very clear. I, we are, Diana is not saying go guzzle wine and be mindful about it. No, mm -hmm. your homework <laughs> is to drink wine 
mindfully. So all the steps that Kathleen said, you know, smell the wine, swirl the wine in the glass, smell it again, check the legs, um, you know, sip the wine. And, you know, as you sip your wine, notice any changes, notice, let the wine sit in your mouth, notice what flavors you pick up. Um, and really, uh, and I think that this is a very easy thing to do without judging because you're really approaching it with curiosity. What does this wine taste like? Um, so bring bring your awareness there. Bring your, it's bringing your focus to the present moment without judgment. Bam, mindfulness. Um, Sam, so, are we like? Bam. <laughs> That's very mindful. Um, <laughs> yes, I guess Bam is probably trademarked, right? I probably can't. Use probably. That. Anyway, it doesn't so, matter. Mindfulness. <laughs> um, and go check out the Wine Lovers Apprentice. It's a great addition to um, a wine gift if you feel like, oh, I haven't brought enough. I need to bring something else. Yeah, bring like, a bottle of wine plus a guide. It's wonderful. I've done um, this many of times. <laughs> Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, thank you both for having me. This was so much fun. And um, if you ever have, want to come back and join us for anything else, I know um, we've always talked about some other things. Please do. I'm always happy to. Have a good one. All right. Take care. Namaste. 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 I think I just ended.